They're here, everyone. They are the smart kids at the shops with their mothers or fathers, riding their bikes around the streets and playing down by the river, as well as talking to their friends on their smartphones. Join the smart kids each week as they discover, explore, and solve the mysteries of today. Here's your host, J.T. Crowley. Welcome to the last podcast for the, the Smart Kids. This is podcast 17, and it's the story of Faddle, my rich Arab boy, who is from Muscat in Oman. Now, last week, I took you to um, Yellowstone Park. I took you to the Kennedy Space Center. I took you to Wyoming and into Montana. So basically, I took you to the States, uh, the United States, where we met Kaimana and Diane and her um, little wolf pup called Three Socks. And I hope you enjoyed that story because I certainly liked, uh, loved reading, reading it, writing it, creating it, however you want to put it. Uh, and it was great. And I, I just loved, you know, being there. It's a spectacular place. And I hope, you know, you guys one day will get the opportunity to go and see it. Anyway, this week, I'm bringing you into Muscat, Oman. And when you go on the, the map, guys, and have a look where it is, you're going to see that it's in the Middle East. And you'll see that... Um, you know, it is around Saudi Arabia. It's around the uh, area of near Iran. And it's also, you know, uh, close by to the United Arab, Arab Emirates. That's the region where Fadl comes from. And Fadl is very rich. He is, um, his family is, ex- has, is exceptionally uh, wealthy. They have a super yacht. They have homes all around the world, luxury homes. They have Arabian horses, you know, which are priceless in themselves. And he's an only child, but he, um, you know, he, he, he really does live a, a charmed life, you know, with servants, bodyguards, chauffeurs, and you're perhaps thinking, well, wow, that would be a great life to live, wouldn't it? Um, some of you wouldn't like it. Um, some of you would say, well, I wouldn't mind, you know, living that uh, lifestyle for a short while. Others might say, yes, please. I'd love to live that lifestyle. But, you know, he's very wealthy. But in the story, I sent him to... Um, Eton College. Now, Eton College, uh, for those of you who don't live in the UK, from where I come from, Eton College is a very prestigious college where a lot of uh, wealthy, rich, famous uh, kids are sent from, you know, famous parents and families around the world. And just to give you an example, you know, you do get the the royal, British royal family um, children go to Eton College. And it's down near London. It's a very posh school. It's a very expensive um, place. And his father and mother agreed to send him there. Uh, his father th- thinks that um, this is going to be a start of 
faddle, you know, starting to progress in, in a new life to eventually take over um, the, the family um, empire, the vast fortune that they've built up to, you know, to run it in the future. But for his mother agreeing to um, send him to, you know, the UK to Eton College, as I say in the description, it was for a different reason. And the reason was that she wanted her son, because he was an only child, to experience life outside of the bubble wrap that he has lived so far. I mean, he's 12 years old, but it's a life of he's been wrapped up with bodyguards, chauffeurs, um, you know, occasionally they have um, a rich kid that comes in and plays with him. And it's really um, a hidden world that, you know, he comes from. So sending him to, to Eton College, his mum um, wants him to mix with, you know, other people. Go and see that life, you know, is not as charmed as the one that he leads. It's very different. People lead different lives, you know. She wants him to experience different things, new things. And also to see that there are poor people in the world. There are people who have got learning disabilities. There are people who have, uh, you know, and come from different angles. That's why she agreed to send him. She wants him to come out of his bubble world and experience life a little bit more. And that's, you know, the story is, is um, Faddle, you know, goes into the coffee shop with his friend Paul, and it's there that um, they meet Harold. Now, Harold is my high-grade Down syndrome boy. And he's there. He, his mum owns the coffee shop, and Harold, after, you know, coming back from his day centre, helps out his mum, you know, serving the customers, um, you know, at their tables, you know, taking their order, and being cheeky and messing things up and playing around as um, a lot of our Dan's friends do at that age. And, but you see, Faddle now would find this very off-putting, very uh, almost, you know, frightening um, to be engaging with someone who's got a learning disability because he's not used to that. He's never experienced it. And so he, he runs off, you know, and they didn't pay the bill for, the, for their um, coffee and their um, pizzas. And he Skypes his mum and she tells him to engage with Harold, to, to learn about Harold, to find out about him to get to know him. And she actually says to him, you know, if he becomes your friend, he'll be the most loyal friend you'll have in your life. And I know that from experience because, um, you know, Dan's people are very loving, they're very gentle, they're very kind. And I know that because my late sister was a, a Dan's lady. And they are very gentle people. They are very loving they're very loyal. And this is why the character has this loyalty, this um, loving character, but this cheeky character side of him. That is Harold. 
And so it's the story of the two boys, you know, learning about each other's ways, you know, because Badol is extremely rich, wealthy, uh, comes from a bolder world of protection officers, chauffeurs, limousines. Badol, uh, sorry, Harold lives above the flat with his brother and his mother. Um, they rent the flat. So they're not wealthy. And um, in the story, um, Harold's father lives uh, in a flat, in a council flat down the road. So the two boys come from, you know, different wealth. They come from different backgrounds. One's an Arab boy from the Middle East. The other one is a UK boy. And one is a exceptionally bright boy. And one is a boy who's got learning disabilities. So the story is... It's the two boys coming together, learning about each other's ways, accepting each other's differences, and and becoming great friends. And that's really what this story of Faddle is about. Now, I say every week, I'm going to read you a bit of the story. So, sit back and find that comfy chair and enjoy a little clip of the story. Here it goes. The Gulf state of Oman, on the southeastern coast of the Arabian Peninsula, was home to 12-year-old Fadl. Officially, the country is known as the Sultanate of Oman, with the reigning monarch being the Sultan of Oman. This Arabian state has its borders with the Yemen, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. Muscat is the capital, and it is here that Fadl lives with his family in the wealthy coastal suburb of Quirm. Over the past few decades, Fadl's family had amassed considerable wealth. His father was an advisor to Sultan Qubos bin Said, on matters related to oil and other mineral exploration projects, as well as managing a global corporation company that dealt in oil and diamonds. The diamond mines his father and uncle had heavily invested in were in South Africa. As for the oil, well, that came from deep below the deserts of Oman. The families Vast wealth was a far cry from Fadl's forefathers, who were nomadic Bedouin Arabs, living in tents in Oman's desert lands, trading in camels and Arabian horses. Fadl knew he came from a privileged background. The servants, bodyguards, yachts, Arabian racehorses, several homes scattered around the world in the Bahamas, south of France, London... Manhattan, New York. Yet he remained considerate to those that were not as fortunate as himself. Looking at the horrifying image on his TV and smartphone of the suffering children of his own age had to endure in nearby Yemen and Syria was painful to watch. He was extremely glad he didn't have to face what they had to face on a daily basis. Something his mother often reminded him of when he was having a teenage strop and being rude to one of the servants over trivial matters. 
A good education was vital to a young person's future, something his father had instilled into him from an early age. Adal knew much would be expected from him in the future, mainly to take over from his father in running the family business empire. To do this, he would need a diverse education. Fadl and his father had often talked about Eton School on the outskirts of London. He didn't want to go and leave his friends and family here in Muscat, but his father had made the decision, and next week he would leave for the UK. For the remaining few days he had left in Muscat, Fadl was determined to have fun. It was early in the morning, and being late August, the temperature on Fadol's smartphone weather app was showing 30 degrees. It was going to be another hot day. Perfect, thought Fadol. He tapped onto the home control page of his phone and instructed the TV to come on, the aircon system to kick in, and the blinds on the windows to go up. Sending a message to the kitchens with the fast, the breakfast order, he got out of bed and walked across the marble floor to the sliding doors that separated his bedroom from his balcony. Standing on the balcony for a few moments, he admired the beautiful manicured garden that lay below, the neatly arranged flower beds that the house gardening team meticulously worked on throughout the year. looked simply amazing. Lifting his head up slightly, he could see the cliff edge and beyond that, the gulf of a man. The different shades of the blue water sparkled in the early morning sun. A young lad from the kitchens gave a discreet cough <clears throat> to draw Faddle's attention to the fact he had arrived with breakfast. Slightly startled, Faddle turned round to face the young boy and instructed him to put the tray on the small table on the far side of the balcony. Returning to the view, he could envisage a great day in the waters around Moscow, snorkeling around the coral reef and swimming with the dolphins. Paddle had asked his father at dinner the previous night if it could be arranged for the family super yacht, the 65-metre vessel along with several crewmen, to be prepared. Paddle walked across the balcony to the table where the servant had carefully placed the breakfast tray. He noticed a small note was tucked under the ornate silver milk jug. Lifting up the jug and opening the folded piece of paper, he read what his father had written. The yacht is all yours today. Enjoy. However, I want you to take Leifer with you. Hmm, thought Fadol. Now, Leifer was the same age as him and was the youngest son of a wealthy South African diamond mine owner who lived in Cape Town. Leifer was here with his parents who were in Muscat discussing a new business venture with Fadol's father. Fadol might be 12, but he understood that when his father was entertaining future business clients, his instructions had to be obeyed. Fadol understood the tone of his father's note. No leafer, no yacht, no snorkeling, and no swimming with the dolphins. Fadol sent a text message to Leifer, informing him that a car would arrive at his hotel within the hour. Fadol was excited. 
He was determined to enjoy the last few days he had here in Muscat before leaving for London and a different life. Leifer had arrived and was downstairs in the main hallway, sliding down the banister which annoyed his mother no end. Paddle greeted Leifer. I hope you enjoy swimming, Leifer, because we are going snorkeling and swimming. That suits me fine. <coughs> so, sorry about the cough, guys. There's a little glimpse into the story, so you can see how wealthy Faddle is, the servants, the marble floor, the silver jugs, you know, for breakfast, the super yacht, um, and having the ability to go and take a friend out and go snorkeling, you know, take uh, the crew out, the, the yacht crew of 10 people out, um, to cruise around the, um, the Gulf of Oman. So, as I say to you each week, you know, what age range did I have in mind when I was writing this story? I suppose I had what, the 9 to 13-year-olds, but I always say I don't rule out the 8-year-olds because I'm not going to make any judgments because I know that some of you 8-year-olds are exceptionally bright and could quite easily read these stories. What I also say to you guys is, is go and Google Earth. And I, I, and I say this every week. Go and have a look at Oman. Go and have a look at Muscat. Go and have a look at the Grand Mosque there. It's absolutely amazing. Go and see the harbour. Go and see all these super yachts that are all stacked up there. Go and see the, um, the deserts behind the city of Muscat. And have a look at the, the, the traditions of the Bedouin Arabs. Um, the ancient people of, you know, the Arabian Peninsula. Go and have a look at it all, guys. And, you know, have fun having a look at it. So, like I say every week, you know, if you enjoy that little snippet and you want to know more, then, well, you're just going to have to go and get the book, guys, which you can get on Amazon.com or Amazon.co.uk under J.T. Crowley, the smart kids, and buy the book. Or download the Kindle version. You know, I'll leave that entirely up to you guys. Now, I say to you almost every week, well, I know I say it every week, mm, lovely cup of coffee there, is I cover off two things. Why did I write the story and how did the story come about? Well, I said to you last week that the, the next story coming up, there was a reason for me writing it. And I wrote it because I wanted a story of um, a very rich adult boy who had no contact with somebody with a learning disability. This story is all about two boys from different backgrounds, different cultures, different abilities. And I put... Um, the character Harold in because and I, he is a high-grade Down syndrome boy and he's in there for a reason because I have been associated with uh, people with uh, Down syndrome all my life because my late sister who we lost about six years ago she was 54 uh, was a, a Downs lady we had, you know, she was a very loving person. She was um, a very um, loyal friend. She, um, yes, you know, 
um, she could be um, challenging at times. You know, like you know, any sister, you know, you have your ups and downs with your brothers and sisters. But a lot of you know Down's um, syndrome uh, people—they're very loyal, they're very loving, they're very kind, but they can be very cheeky, and, and they can, just like ourselves, don't get up to no good at times. And this is why I put the character, I gave Harold a bit of cheeky side to him, a bit of fun side to him. But I also gave him that loyal um, side as well. And it was important for me to put a Down Syndrome character in as a mark of respect to my late sister. So that's why this story is the rich Arab boy and the Down Syndrome boy. That's why the story is in the book. Why did I put, you know, or how did I put the story into um, Muscat and Oman? Well, I've long been fascinated with Oman and, you know, the deserts, the, the Bedouin people. And when I went to, um, to look to see well, where should I put this character, uh, I thought, ah, I know, Oman. And I thought, when I was looking there, you know, I would touch upon the traditions of the Arab uh, people there. Um, so, because Padel is a Muslim, and he would go to the mosque. Now, if you go to Muscat, um, there you have the Grand Mosque there. It's a fabulous mosque, you know, the Grand Mosque of Sulban. And... It can hold up to 20,000 people. And go and have a look at on Wikipedia, see what it's, you know, how the Italian stone it's made of. Go and have a look at the beautiful chandeliers that hang in the mosque. The, the, the fabulous, fabulous, fabulous um, Persian carpets that are laid down there. It really is a breathtaking place. But Yes, it's a mosque. It's, it's a building, a beautiful building, but it's still, it's a mosque. It's a community place for all the local people who live in Muscat to go and worship. Um, so, I hope you're going to enjoy this little story. Now, each week I say to you, I either give you a thought to think about or I give you a couple of questions. Well, I'm going to give you a couple of questions this time. Um first question is, how much was the super yacht or the luxury yacht in the story of Faddle? Secondly, what was the name of the sands where Faddle took Leifa to do quad biking? And also, what was the name of the sands where Faddle intended to take Leifa to ride the Arabian horses, especially his stallion. And lastly, Eaton College has various houses. What was the name of the house that Faddle was allocated to? There you go. Well, now, I, I normally say to you guys at this time, well, I'm introducing the next character. I'm saying to you, look, you've now got 17 stickers on your world map and the next one is going to be... Well, there isn't one for the time being because this is the last story in the book of Smart Kids. It's the 17th story. 
So what am I going to do next week? Hmm. Well, wait and see. I was thinking of just doing a video and putting it on the podcast and summarizing all the stories and talking to you to generally about the, the book itself. And so that's what I'm thinking of going to do. However, I might do something else. But certainly in the new year, um, I'm going to be uh, doing the Nordic Kids. Now, that's going to be another set of five characters. And they're going to be coming from Finland, Iceland, Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. But that book isn't out yet. I'm still writing those stories. But I'm going to share you, uh, share with you, you know, clips of the stories and talk to you about them. But that'll be in the new year. So for now, I am simply going to say, as I normally say, this is JT Crowley signing off. Have fun wherever you are, just like my characters. So if you're listening to the podcasts, you're watching the videos, have fun with them. Stay safe. And I'll see you next week. Probably just doing the video, a summary. But until then, stay safe. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Smart Kids. Want to follow more of their adventures? Check out The Smart Kids by J.T. Crowley on Amazon.com now.